Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the KMA Sports Show. Today we are previewing Notre Dame's upcoming matchup against Toledo that will air exclusively on NBC streaming service Peacock. Now you're going to hear me do a little bit of intro for the video version of this because of course like most of these podcasts, they are also available on my YouTube channel, KMA Preston, so feel free to check that out if you want to watch video content from me. Some of that will be exclusive stuff you can find not on the podcast platform, but only on the YouTube channel, KMA Preston. So feel free to check it out. But for now, let's get into this episode of the Notre Dame previews, all right? So the YouTube intro will begin now. All right, so like I said, this is the preview for Notre Dame versus Toledo Week 2. This is Notre Dame's first home game of the season, so that's exciting to get to see. Uh, it should be a fun one. It would definitely needed a, a matchup against a lesser opponent you know just to get some tune-up going it wasn't our best performance in week one obviously as most of you know it you know wasn't great once again with the eye thing uh won't always be looking right at you like i should be it's a tiny little hole for the camera so sometimes i forget so sometimes i'll be like this and then obviously you got two different locations for my notes this time i got the laptop which i'm trying to use to help with a little bit of the lighting obviously there's a shadow with the hat but i i don't, I don't know i'm a hat guy so you have to get Except the weird triangle, <laughs> but and then a mag. I got a another thing going on is a uh, Athlon preview mag. I actually forgot I had this. It's very helpful with some of the stats and numbers. How based off how teams did last year, especially for teams like Toledo and stuff that you know for the opponents, it'll be good to look at. Uh, be very helpful for these videos throughout the season. Obviously, we'll talk about more what these teams do during the regular season once we're later into the year. But both Toledo and Notre Dame have only played one game, so it's kind of tough just to preview them based off their week one performances, especially Toledo, who ended up playing the Norfolk State Spartans, which is an FCS school, and, well, to their credit, destroying them, winning 49-10. to 10. Uh, Toledo, We are better than Toledo. We'll just say that right there. That's obvious, and it should be the case. But to give Toledo some credit, they are a consistently good MAC team, and they're they're always pretty solid. I mean, they're four and two last year in their shortened six game season, so that, I mean that's solid right there. And in general, they're a pretty tough team to deal with. We'll get more than their numbers in a second. Uh, I guess we could do we'll do a little bit of an injury recap. So the depth chart Notre Dame just released depth depth chart. For this game, this is Wednesday, September 8th when I'm recording this. This will be uploaded hopefully Thursday, so the 9th. But anyways, they released a depth chart. And it looks like, just based off the depth chart, which is hard to, for me to say for some reason, some guys might be on here that aren't listed. They might make the trip. You never know. But it looks like Sebo Flemister, Jordan Potello, and Logan Diggs are all still not listed, which is rather unfortunate because those two running backs are guys I was really hoping we'd get to see against a team like Toledo. There's not that many games where, you know, we get to put in our backups, especially with Kelly, who's always hesitant to do it. So it seems like these small schools are our best chance to get to see reps from freshmen. And even the weirder part is that Audric Estime, our other freshman running back, isn't listed on the depth chart either which you think he would be considering, you know, you don't want your two-star running backs running the whole time against Toledo. Unless the plan is just to give Tyree a lot of carries, like even more. He only had eight last game, so maybe you just make him a bell cow this game or something. I was just hoping we'd see some freshman running backs, but it's, you know, what can you do, right? So Blake Fisher is obviously out, uh, had a knee injury, unfortunately. So Michael Carmody, Carmody, I think, 
it's Carmody or Carmody. It doesn't, I guess it doesn't matter too much. He's the one who filled in for him during the Florida state game. And it appears he's going to stay the starter too until Fisher's back or, you know, who knows, maybe he'll end up winning the job or something. But anyways, that means there is some shuffling at the backups as Tosh Baker, who was listed as lugs backup at right tackle is now over at left tackle backing up Carmody. Carmody. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> it seems like it should be an easy name. And then Joe Alt, the true freshman who, uh, was a low three-star, but people have been talking about his potential for a while. And he actually, part of his ranking, I believe, is probably because his weight, he was a lighter guy, like 260 or something, which obviously is too small for a tackle. But I believe he's already up to like 290-something, if not more by now. So like he's he's got a lot of potential. And he is listed as the number one right tackle backup for – why did I lose, lose his name? Lug. So they just – you know, they moved around a little bit. So Kamadi's backing up. Baker's backing up. Michael and Lug is getting backed up by Joe Alt now. So, you know, maybe we'll see some freshman alignment. I doubt it. I have a feeling they're going to get this line as many reps as possible, regardless of who we're playing, just based off their performance last game and the fact they just haven't played that much together. So uh, that's something to keep an eye out for. Let's see. Oh, tight end Kevin Bauman also suffered an injury apparently, so that's rather unfortunate. So now they only list one backup for Meyer, and that is George Takis. Uh, I don't know if they'll change that. Maybe they'll bring some of these other tight ends. I know we got um, we got two freshmen in Mitchell Evans, the six foot seven kid who actually did had a pretty impressive spring game. Obviously, that doesn't mean everything, but he did look good in the spring game. And I'm forgetting the other tight end's name, and it's gonna drive me crazy. So I'm gonna fix that real quick. Give me a second, guys. I'm gonna. <laughs> it annoys me when I forget these guys' names. I know he's from Georgia. You probably know him by now, so it's going to annoy me even more. Uh, I'll just click it. Notre Dame, we'll see. Sorry, guys. If anything, I'm going to be recapping all of our freshmen. So, well, I'm going to talk about Toledo's recruiting class a little bit too and some of the transfers, although it, I've checked the stats from game one and it doesn't look like a lot of their transfers being much in it. In fact, okay, Kane Barong. Sorry, I don't know why I forgot his name, but Kane Barong, maybe we get to see him a little bit this time. I think that'd be fantastic. I just want to see young people this game. That's what matters the most to me. I don't care, you know, how big the game is. Like, if we blow them out, I expect us to blow them out, if I'm being honest. But I want to see the young kids. This is the, These are the games where you get the chance to. This is like New Mexico, like, two years ago. Stuff like that. This is where you get to see these guys, and I hope we do it more than we do. Brian Kelly, And honestly, has to get better at getting young guys reps before, you know, their juniors already. It's a big problem with our receiving core, too, is guys like Chase Claypool – Really had no production until his junior year, which is crazy. That's just a waste of talent, if you ask me, you know. So hopefully we get better at that, and Toledo seems like the perfect chance to do that, you know. So we'll we'll go from there. Now that we're done, the injuries, there's a couple more. Sorry, we're back on track. See, I ran, you guys have learned by now I ramble. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. So that's the injuries on offense. It's Bauman and Fisher, really, and, you know, Diggs, Flemister. And Botello, but that's on defense. Botello's a defender. Uh, a lot of potential there, too, so it sucks we haven't seen him yet. Third, we're guessing it's COVID, unfortunately, but we hope they're all right, you know, and they can get back to us for week three. All right, so the linebacker room is the one getting hit a lot. Uh, if you watched my previous video, the post game for the Florida State game, I uh, ripped into that linebacker's performance a little bit. The linebacker room in general I thought was pretty poor in terms of pass coverage. And just tackling for, you know, the run. They ran all over us, Florida State. And 
a lot of it is because we just couldn't tackle like at all. And it was atrocious. It's sad, quite frankly. So now it's a little worse, you know. So Shane Simon, Paul Malala, and Maris Leofau are all out. Uh, Paul and Maris have been out, which is really unfortunate because they there's a chance both of them would have been starting for us, which is crazy. Uh, I wish them the best of luck. I hope they get back soon. Paul Malala is actually a local kid, played for uh, – I think he played for Penn High School in Mishawaka, so like really close to South Bend right there. Uh, they both were expected to have really expanded roles, but unfortunately, because injuries, you know, the injury gods, how dare you. Ah, they, <laughs> But anyways, the bright side, I guess you'd call it a bright side, is true freshman Prince Collie is on the roster now as the backup for J.D. Bertrand. And with the way some of this rotation has worked and based off the opponent, there's a chance we get to see some of Prince Collie. Prince Collie, if you don't know, is a four-star recruit from this 2021 class who actually won the high school Bolitnikoff Award, which is, you know, the nation's best linebacker in high school. Uh, if So that last year Notre Dame had the high school Bolitnikoff winner and the college one as Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa won it at the college level. Just so you know, heads up, some of these – the high school one – is a little less prestigious, but I mean, it's still worked out fairly well. You got guys like a preacher, Jalen Smith, who we all know was a legend for Notre Dame also won it in high school. So that's something to keep an eye out for. I think this kid's really talented and has a lot of potential. So hopefully he'll get to see the field a little bit. Uh, they still haven't named an official starter for that Rover position as it's listed as Jack Kaiser or Isaiah Pryor. Personally, I would probably say Kaiser. I like Pryor when it comes to the run game, but the, the pass game is even weaker than Kaiser is. So, it's technically still up in the air. We'll have to see how it goes. I want to see real quick. I'm going to scroll through this depth chart, see if anything super surprising pops up at all. I mean, not really. It looks pretty normal to me. Corners are Cam Hart and Clarence Lewis as your starters, which is fine. Ramon Henderson and Tariq Bracey are the backups for him. Safety is still Hamilton and Griffith with Wallace backing up Griffith and DJ Brown backing up Hamilton. But like I said, the safety is play outside of Hamilton. Needs to get better in general, so maybe we'll see some Wallace against Toledo. I Like I said, this is the game where I want to see these guys deeper on the depth chart get some reps. That's why it's weird where I don't know what the limit to depth chart is, but I feel like we should have more freshmen in this game. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's not like we're at an away game or anything where they don't travel with us. So I don't, I don't know all the rules, but I just hope we see some freshmen get reps, especially a receiver. You know, that's important to me, and it should be important to everyone based off the fact that some of these receivers have transferred away, partially due to the fact that they've gotten basically no playing time. As of right now, the depth chart for roster for wide receivers only has one freshman listed, and that is Lorenzo Styles, but hopefully he gets some reps at the very least, you know. Special teams, all the same. So a lot of linebacker injuries we're dealing with, and then, you know, Blake Fisher. But like I said, the offensive line – could be a concern all year, but against Toledo, it's not a crazy concern. They are very good defensively, but obviously it's more against their conference-level opponents. We'll get into some numbers now. I'll teach you a little bit, a little bit about Toledo. I'm going to be looking off to the side a little bit and down a little bit, but that's for the magazine with the numbers they have. So their 2020 team rankings overall in different categories. They were the 21st scoring offense in the nation. They averaged 35 points per game. That's pretty good. They've always been a pretty good offensive team. It's something to keep an eye out for. I'll still give our defense a test, especially considering that. I'll do this real quick. So they do all MAC first, second, and third teams for the preseason. And Toledo's running back Brian Kobach is listed as all MAC first team in the preview. 
So uh, another chance to face some running backs. The the run game's solid. It'll be it'll be a decent test. Obviously, you have a feeling it won't be as potent as the Florida State run game, but hopefully it gives us a good chance to work on our tackling and our fundamentals and to shut down a very talented running back in the MAC at the very least. Uh, first team defensively, they got a D-lineman, Deshaun Johnson, is first team All-Mac, and their corner, Samuel Womack, is also All-Mac, along with their safety, Tyson Anderson. So their secondaries on the MAC level, at the very least, they have a solid secondary, you know, their top corner and top safety, first team All-Mac. Something to keep an eye out for. It'll, it'll test Cone out, and maybe if any of the younger quarterbacks get reps, they'll go against people who aren't real slouches, you know. Toledo's good. They're good. For their level. That's, that's the only problem is, you know, it's their level. So, uh, let's see. I'm going to keep going for you guys. No one on the second team offense. They got a D-lineman, second team defense. And then third team offense is a receiver, Isaiah Winstead, and an O-lineman, Nick Rossi. And then, yeah, that's it. So, they're, they're not horrible by any means. They got some talent for sure, especially that running back. Something if you had to like pick a concern, their X factor would be their run game. You could say, I uh, pulled up their stats from the previous game, and let's see. Daquan Finn had 82 yards rushing. Brian Kobach had 52. Micah Kelly at 41. Jacklis Smart 23. Jordan Lowe 20, and Carter Bradley two. So. Overall, a very successful night of rushing just spread out. They did a committee approach, and it worked well for them. I mean, the averages are what's impressive. 9.1, 5.8, 5.9, 5.8, and 4 for their guys who got to run the rock. Very big numbers, so that's something to keep an eye out for. I'm sure if they watched tape, they saw how bad we were against the run, and I have a feeling they will test our run defense prowess. So that will be something to watch for. We'll see how good we are. Like I said to me, so this last video, this seems like a perfect opportunity to have it. It's a tune-up game, kind of. We better dominate them. I think it should be could be a fun game, just you know, getting to see some young guys. But I just want to point out that they're not awful. They're not real slouches. Uh, they beat the crap out of this FCS team, which is something some Power Five teams did not do this week one. You know, like Washington and Tulsa, among others, just. D1 schools who couldn't get it done against FCS schools compared to Toledo who made it very, very easy and clear, you know, what they were doing. They had 441 total yards, 205 rushing yards, 236 passing yards. Um, that's pretty good. The 205 rushing yards is probably what we're going to keep our eye on because that's clearly our defensive weakness at the moment just based off week one is the running game. And with all these linebackers out, it definitely doesn't help. So we'll have to see – just how good we are, really. And it'll be a good test. And it's back to the numbers. They're actually only 59th in the nation in running last year, so not that potent. But based off this week one and the fact that the running back is first team all Mac, it is still something. That it's, it's probably my biggest concern while facing them. I'm not real worried about our corners, if I'm being honest. Maybe when some of the backups come in, it'll be a little interesting, but I have faith that they can get it done too. I hope we see backups. Like I, said, I hope we see backups on whole field. I think I hope we see second and third teams like every position once we get at least past halftime, you know. Uh, ninth in the nation in passing, 13th in total offense. So they're pretty good offensively. They're actually not big of a drop-off. They're a pretty balanced team. as they're, They were 36th in total defense last year, 25th against the run, 64th against the pass, though, so their weakness might be the pass game still. But I have a feeling we're going to want to emphasize the running offense as that's 
where we struggled the most against Florida State, just in terms of numbers. We didn't get good average yards per carry and not a lot of running success. So I'm sure they want these this young just offensive line that hasn't got to play a lot together to play more together and to get some get the ground growing and be aggressive and really run the ball down Toledo's throat. So I'd look for a run-heavy game plan this week, if I'm being honest. We'll see what happens, and maybe it expands a bit more. If the lead grows and we can start playing some backups, maybe they'll mix some stuff up. Overall, not awful. This is a this is a good Mac team, so I think it's a decent test. I mean, there's worse. There's definitely way worse teams you could have played and beaten up on, you know, in terms of F lower FBS opponents, group of five opponents. There's worse guys. You could have played like an Akron or something like Auburn did, but we picked one of the better Mac teams. So slight test, but still should be something we win pretty easy, if I'm being honest with you guys. The spread is um, – I have it somewhere. I'm sorry. It's going to drive me crazy. Here it is. Spread is 16.5 points in favor of Notre Dame. I'd say we cover. I have a feeling we, I think we win by at least 17, if I'm being honest. It's, I feel like it's going to be like my prediction. I'm going to give it now 38 to 14. And I think we probably give up a little bit to Toledo in either garbage time or right at the start of the game, one or the other. And so I'd say 38 to 14 is my score prediction. Guys, uh, thank you so much for watching. Let me know. What you think the score would be if you think I'm crazy. If there's anything else I didn't talk about you feel like I missed, I can, I'll can gladly discuss it with you in the comments section. I think I addressed our injuries pretty well. Uh, X-Factors, I should have said, for Toledo is the, yeah, the running back is the guy we want to look out for right there. Daquan Finn was their top runner with nine carries for 82 yards. But he wasn't even – give me a sec. It was Bryant Kovac who was – the top who was the first team all Mac and he had nine carries for 52 yards, 5.8 yards per attempt and two touchdowns. So really just the running back room to me is probably their X factor just based off how we performed last week and how they performed so far this season. And based off some preseason, you know, Mac teams and stuff like that, it's say their running game, their X factor on defense from what I've heard, they have a very good D line. It's an experienced bunch. And so they might be a, a our O-line should be good enough just based off talent alone. They still need more coaching and work together. But just, you know, if you're comparing the size of them and their rankings and stuff, it should be a Notre Dame victory in the trenches. But we'll see. Hopefully they get a little bit of a test. If we're being honest, we need our O-linemen to get tested. And I think this Toledo D-line for max standards is very good. So, yeah, their X-factor on defense to me is their D-line. Our X-factors has to be uh, – Talking about just players, it's, it's, you go Kyron Williams and you go Kyle Hamilton. I don't know how much Kyle will play this game. It might be your perfect opportunity to play the young, the other safeties to try to get them better and get them some reps. But I think if Kyle is on the field, he is obviously very dangerous, especially against lower-level teams who, you know, the quarterbacks are good, but maybe they're not quite as savvy as some of the top-tier schools. So look for Kyle Hamilton on defense. Pass rush might be really good to the Mac. Their O line isn't awful, but for our standards, a kid like Isaiah Foskey might be able to eat today, or any of the younger guys we dip into. So may hopefully the D line can wreck some havoc. So I guess I'll say D line this. I'll say D line then instead of just Kyle. And then on offense, I'd say Kyron and Tyree. I mean, they're the only two running backs listed on the depth chart, which, like I said, was interesting. But they're gonna want to look to get their numbers back up and be able to run effectively. So look for them to both have big days. Don't know who will end up with more carries. Maybe they start riding Tyree a little bit just to give Kyron a bit of a rest, knowing that, you know, 
they'll be tougher opponents later on. So anyways, guys, those are my X factors. I gave you my score prediction, 38-14, to 14, I believe is what I said. So let me know who you think will impact the game the most and your predictions for this game. Also, <clears throat> please like this video. It helps grow the channel, small channels like me. Our videos really don't get shown to anyone unless it gets a decent amount of likes and comments on it. So please, please engage with this video. It would be very helpful. Then I got the playlist for Notre Dame over in the information tab in the corner yet again. So you can check out all my Notre Dame-related content, including previews for games, post-game videos, which there will be a post-game video for this Toledo game, of course, and then other Notre Dame content like videos about commitments from recruits or if big news happens, et cetera, like a transfer comes in, stuff like that, coaching changes anything like that uh click right here to subscribe up here is the playlist again just in the bigger bracket over here is the video of mine that youtube decided to recommend for you this is kma preston signing out i'll see you guys later this is also available on audio if you google the kma sports show on any of your favorite podcast platforms apple google spotify etc kma sports show all right kma preston signing out go irish and all right, podcast listeners, thank you so much for listening to the audio version of the Notre Dame vs. Toledo preview. Please leave a good review on this episode and stay tuned for more as most of the previews and some of the post games will be available on this podcast platform. Also, some Steelers-related content will also be hitting this be hitting the KMA Sports Show soon, so keep an eye out. Uh, thank you for listening once again, guys. KMA Sports Show, signing out. Go Irish!